You're listening to Pop, the History Makers, with me, Steve Blame. In part two of this podcast with Right Said Fred, I continue my interview with Richard and Fred Fairbrass and talk about their life after I'm Too Sexy and how Drake's Way Too Sexy has given them a new lease of life. We've just had this number one in America just recently with uh, Drake. All, our, all the interview requests and all the interest came from the States. We haven't had one interview request from from any of the media in the UK. No touches. No. But we've had Rolling Stone, Billboard, uh, TMZ, I mean, loads of stuff in America. I mean, um, I want to come to that later because there is this, like, turn in in your career and part, it's, you know, to do with Taylor Swift, it's to do with Jay-Z, it's to do with with, uh, being played in certain movies and so on and so forth. But suddenly there's been a a sort of turn where it's it's almost like uh, the credibility that you never felt is yeah. somehow coming back, you know, today. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of yes. paid back today. Yeah. But you talked about that, you know, when I'm Too Sexy came out and that video came out and, I mean, it was absolutely massive. And you said before you, you know, the, the big labels were trying to trying to get you, exactly. you'd only signed a sort of email letter of intent or whatever it would yeah. be called. Exactly right. Um, do, do you think that that there were so many people that didn't believe in you. This is what I've read. And yes. one of them was, and this is this was presumably a friend. Do you remember Jake from Browns? And apparently oh. he bet you that if you got to number one, he'd give you a free party because my mate at that time used to work on Top of the Pops or she went in to do makeup for one of the people on Top of the Pops and you invited her to the party. And she told me about it today and said, yeah, Jake had said, because we used to go there, Jake had said, you know, like, you're never going to get to number one with that. You're never getting anywhere with that until you had to eat his. Were there a lot of people that ate humble pie because Um, of the success of that track? I think if they did, they didn't. They didn't do any eating in front of us. No, <laughs> they, no, they, they kept it very private. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. we, even the record label that we ended up working with, which was um, Targ Records, they didn't like us either. And uh, and they they <laughs> everybody hated yeah, us. They and, and part part of the reason is is because Rich and I are just difficult to a degree to work with, uh, because we say what we think all the time, and uh, if and. We, you know, for example, when you're shooting a video, I'm sure other bands have noticed this. Uh, record companies don't bother turning up first thing in the morning because all they want to turn up is for lunch, when the lunch turns up at one o'clock, or where all the or the evening meal. Um, and we never really experienced. I'm sure some bands have. They've experienced great A and R guys and really good label managers. And they are out there. They are out there. We just personally never have. Yeah. Um, the record label we worked with was just poisonous and hot. Yeah, they, an independent, you think they'd, they'd act a bit more uh, altruistically, but that was beyond them. Um, and they were equally um, um, manipulated. Then what happened was, sorry, go back. The reason, I think part of the reason was, is that we eventually signed a record deal on the back of I'm Too Sexy, Don't Talk, Just Kiss, and the pre-sales of the first album. So we were in a very powerful position. And we... As I understand it, our lawyer beat them up royally, and they they kept that with them. They they wanted to screw us over one way or another, which which they did. Um, and and I think there's there's the, there's a I think in the record labels, what annoys a lot of record company people is they don't get validation, and I'm sure some deserve it because some have got good ears, some do put good projects together, and yeah. there have been some very good guys in in the music business, of course. 
But I think, you know, if you take a band who probably isn't that talented, like a, um, you know, a boy band or girl band, and it's probably the people behind them who have the talent. It's, it's maybe a, a Simon Fuller or, or whoever. Right. And they're the, they're the people with the vision, but they don't get the recognition. I think there's a, there's a, there's a, um, a bit of spite and malice and, and jealousy that goes on. The, the wrong people are getting the credit. I think that happens in the music business a lot. There's also there's also the pretense that everybody knows what everybody knows what they're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. And the truth that's is, it's, it's, it's a horse race. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. And it's a bit of a cliche, always, isn't it? It's a bit like if you if you can't do, you work in the record company. You know what yeah. I mean? I think there's yeah. a, there's well, a yeah. cliche there to is. It. And maybe there's, there's some truth in a cliche. Well, they try. Yes. Well, basically, they try to they try to sort of mathematize it, if you like, you know, with odds and, 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 and midweeks. Mm. And they try and turn it into numbers. Um, and it's, I, I just, and everybody's pretending, the you know, bands pretend that they know what's going on. The management pretends that they know what's going on. The record label pretends that they know what's going on. And the whole thing is, is a bit of an illusion, really. Mm. Um, and very often when things do take off, and when we had some, some big success in Germany, everything is trying to catch up. It's not a question, you know what I mean? It's not a question that this is all planned. It's, oh, my God, it's got number two. Oh, my God. And suddenly there's this, this is, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> it, it, there's, there's always this sense of panic yeah. um, and, 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 uh, and innocence in, mm. in a funny kind of way, you know. Um, but we, we're happier now than we've, than we've ever been, to be, to be honest. Yeah, uh, overall we are. But, I mean, we, financially it's a bit of a headache, but... Uh, yeah, financially... Oh, come on, Drake, be, that must help. No, no, no but that yeah. won't happen until next year. Yeah, and, and also the... the, <laughs> uh, the, 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 the yeah, the royalties aren't what they were. They just, they, they, they just aren't. I mean, even with... I mean, as, as fabulous as the Taylor Swift thing was, it's it, nothing compared to the, the numbers we saw in the 90s. Just, yeah. just, just nothing. So, um, it, 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 but, it's, but I'm not... I'm, I'm not no, no, no complaints at all. We've been incredibly fortunate, and God, God bless Taylor Swift and Drake. You yeah, know? exactly. But did it, you it did you actually do invest your money at the time? Did you actually do, or or were you like me? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've, we've 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 been relatively careful. Yeah, we invested, but we've also been. The trouble is when we invest in ourselves, which we do all the time. All the time, we aren't. Uh, quite often, our heart gets in the way of our head, so we will invest too much money in ourselves in like an album project or something or something we bought a model agency while we thought uh, at one point <laughs> can you imagine yeah we bought this model agency where we were convinced we knew what we were doing and yeah. we, we lost a ton of money on that yeah and, and we've done other projects that we do i'm not believe. sure that was that was a heart decision <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah you're right yeah, yeah i think there's an ulterior motive going on there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we did some other stuff we just um invested in albums on, on our own label that um that what we've yeah we got carried away with the just got sidetracked by the music and we forgot that we actually should have a budget on this yeah. so in, in, on that note my heart does go out to loads of to record companies because they have a, a hell of a job to make ends meet yeah uh, it seems like they don't but i know having run our own label it's bloody hard yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know it's easy to criticize these people which i do mm. but also they do have a it's a tough gig it is it is how did you deal with fame at the beginning because it was an explosion it wasn't just you know a slow yes. progress to being famous you were not like very well, i don't think not very well no. you tell me what um, it was like give me some it, idea it was what it was I, I have one memory in my head and i was in i was in, in i was living in putney i was in robert dias buying i don't know a bag of nails or something i don't know what i was buying and um Suddenly, there was like dozens and dozens of people looking through the glass, at, you know, outside mm. from the pavement, 
And I just thought the building was on fire. What are they looking at? I don't understand what they're looking at. And then I realised it was me. And I, and I ran out the back. <laughs> and that's when it first began to dawn on me, I think. But we never, um, we only, I think, became truly aware of it when it was over. When we were looking at it we're from in the eye of the storm. When you're in the eye of the storm, you don't really see it. Mm. It's, it. it's only when we were, you know, a few years later, and I thought, you know, when we met the Queen and, and all that kind of stuff, I look, I look back and I think, my God, this is, it's, it really actually was. When I think of the money that I spent on my first house, mm. doing up the bedroom, the curtains for 14 grand, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you know, so I, that, that sort of stuff sticks with me a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. one thing about being... In the public eye. Now, I had it on a very low level being a presenter on MTV, but I was in the public eye. And because I'm a gay man, and I know that you're bisexual, that I'm a gay man. Yeah. And that was something that came up. Are you allowed to be gay on MTV? And this was in a, this was in 1987. This was in an era where it was much less acceptable. Right. And I didn't really want my private life out in the public. And I remember going to the MTV launch party in Amsterdam and the News of the World. Do you remember that? News of the Spring. Yeah. They came yeah. up to me and they said, we know all about you. <laughs> and walked off and I thought, oh, shit. <laughs> do they know? <laughs> I thought, do, they, do they know something I don't know? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and for you, it suddenly became public that your relationship with Stuart and yes, being bisexual yes. became uh, a public issue. How yes. difficult was that to deal with? I know that was a bit of a later era, so yes. probably not as much. But was yeah, that a difficult yeah. issue for you? Yeah, it was, it was really difficult for me because um, Stuart was HIV, had been, you know, for years and years and years. Um, and the, the press attacks on me inevitably filtered through to him. So it, that, that's what I found really um, upsetting. They, 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 um, they chose him as a target as much as me. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and he yeah. couldn't answer back. He, you know, he, had no, he had no platform, if you like. Um, so that, that, it did make it very difficult. And for him, he couldn't really work at the time because he was too ill. So he was trapped in that, not trapped, but he was in the house, you know, with HIV, not always feeling that great, while I was, you know, flying all over the world doing this kind of, you know, I'm too sexy with my shirt stuff, you know. So that was a very um, unhappy time, actually. It was, it was, it was a really, it was very tough to balance that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. really, really difficult. And mum mum, cried for a year yeah, when dad, I came out. Dad, dad had died a couple, <laughs> a couple of years before. So uh, mum was... Was this news own. to your mum? Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, it's something that came out of the blue. Yeah. All right. Mums know. Mum, my mum, our mum didn't know at all. No, no. No, my mum said did, funny enough. Yeah. Mum would have been, a, mum would have been a, the sort of mum that the craze would have had. We could have, we could do no wrong. Yeah. It was impossible for us to do actually any wrong at all. We could have... My boys. Yeah, we could have shot someone in the front room <laughs> and she would have made an excuse for it. Yeah, but, yes. Yeah, we could have put. We, yeah, we could have done anything. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um Dad, I think Dad had a suspicion because I remember going for a walk with him. Yeah, I used to take the train down to see him in, in, in the West Country, and then walk back with Dad to, to, to the cottage. And Dad would say things like, "So this Stuart chap, what what does he do for a living? <laughs> well, he's a hairdresser. <laughs> oh, right, that's tick, tick number one. <laughs> so how long have you known Stuart? Oh, about ten years. Oh, tick number two. Yeah. So where does he live? Well, he lives with me. Tick number three. So gradually, <laughs> so God bless Dad. I think he was sort of fishing. Yeah. Um, maybe Mum knew, and she just blanked it off. She didn't. Do you know what I mean? She just didn't want to face it. I don't you know. said at the beginning that they had gay friends, or they had a, uh, friends that yes, you yes, think yes, now yes. were probably gay. So yes. they were, obviously, either they were so blind. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or they actually didn't really 
want to know and everything was okay as long as they didn't know. I think that's yes, what it is. Yes. You know, it's the old saying, do what you, you can do what you like as long as you don't frighten the horses. Mm. You know, I think it's, there's an element of that about it. I think mum and dad, I think they, they had friends where they suspected something, you know, more a little unusual was going on. But I think they just, they just, um, they did the old Victorian thing, which is they just um, turned a blind <laughs> eye. Yeah, shake the newspaper, shake the newspaper, shake the newspaper <laughs> light, light your pipe and, and forget it, you know. <laughs> It'll <laughs> go no away. You're listening to Pop, The History Makers, with me, Steve Blame. The gay thing back then was very, um, it was quite militant. And it, and it, 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 wasn't, a very, yeah, sure. it wasn't a very attractive um, thing to be gay. I mean, as, 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 a, as part of a, you know, this gay community, which I've never believed in. But that, it, it was a fairly, um, I don't know, it, it had a political edge to it, which made it, for some people, very, very difficult yeah. to, to, uh, to accept. Um, and I've always felt the same with the trans issue. I've always felt it's, it's a personal issue. The minute you politicise it, and I know sometimes you do have to politicise it, but the minute you politicise it, it, it turns an awful lot of people off. But I you think. have, you have, in a sense, um, I don't know if the word's politicised it, but you've actually, when you went to Russia, I mean, you stood up yes. for let's, LGBTQ rights. You stood up yes. and, and, and made a point, which was a very, yes. you know, I thought that was bloody strong because I'm not sure... I'd have the guts to do what you did. No, I mean, we, we didn't, I don't think we realised how aggressive it was going to be over there mm. until we actually got knocked about. Yeah, and, and when, when we were told, when we were invited to go and join the, 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 the event, we weren't told it was a protest, a march, or anything. we just said it was an event. Yeah. And it was, it, it was a game thing, but it was also more to do with civil liberties. The whole thing was wrapped up in that. So we wandered, we wandered along not knowing exactly what we were going to walk into. Uh, but also we didn't know that the mayor of Russia ha- hadn't given it a license. So the whole thing was illegal. So we, um, and once we got out the van, uh, the, the uh, people carrier thing, and just drove off. Drove off and left us there. Yeah, uh, double quick <laughs> and left us there. We were, and the press were photographed, were filming these guys. <clears throat> they had these masks on and it was um, uh, like a, to stop them getting AIDS. You know? Well, we, I thought it was anti-pollution. The original was pollution. <laughs> So I said, no, you, how stupid am I? I said, no, you freaking donut. It's to do with this is an HIV thing. And they're all doing this sort of um, folk, folks sort of the traditional Russian. Yeah, but sort of like yeah, yeah. whatever it was. That'll save you from HIV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So <laughs> when the cameras saw us, they all swung away from these Russian guys and started filming us, you know, um, Reuters and CNN and Associated Press, all those people. And this really pissed these guys off. So we started getting beaten up and hit pretty quickly after that event. Uh, I got held, Richard got smacked in the face by yeah, some I lost guy. my glasses. Yeah, I got held by coppers. And I don't remember at the time, but I must have got a bit of a kicking in the back because the next day I had really bad bruising on the back of my legs and the lower back. Um, and then we just, because we've worked in Russia and the East before, you can't argue with these people because you will get a beating and the coppers won't intervene. They'll let it happen. Mm. It's, it, it's, it's not like it used to be over here. Um, so we just said the best thing, to, uh, our advice is to, Negative. our advice to ourselves was to get the fuck out of there. So, <laughs> so we, we grabbed our stuff and we just legged it. And uh, it turned into a bit of a Benny Hill thing because there was us at the front, camera crews, the blokes who wanted to beat us up. Our tour manager trying to keep up with us. Yeah. And event, because we, we worked there a lot, we know how corrupt it is. We saw these coppers buy a, like a burger van and we gave them some money. 
And we said, these blokes come in here, whack them. And they just got out their sticks and piled into them just because we paid them. One little old lady came up to me because I, I had blood on my face. One little old lady came up to me and gave me a tissue. Yes. I, I shall never forget that. Great, yeah, act of kindness. Yeah, yeah. just that, that small act mm. of kindness, you know, mm. in a place that's, that was not yeah, an experience yeah. that was fundamentally brutal. Mm. And we, um, we hid out in an Italian restaurant um, until our flight, very close to our flight. And I didn't feel safe until the wheels were up. Yeah. Not really. And that we actually phoned mum while we were in the airport because it's all on CNN. Yeah. And we didn't want mum to see it on the news before we told her. And otherwise she would have absolutely freaked. So we phoned mum from the airport um, and then and then ran onto the plane and, and kept our fingers crossed. That yeah. was it. Have you ever been back? Um, have we? We've been to... No, I don't think... Not to Russia. No, we've, no. Been, we've been to sort of... You know, Ukraine and some of the other places, you know, but not strictly speaking to Russia. No, no not mainland. We're, yeah, no. All the, all the uh, ex-Soviet bloc, we're doing the you know, uh, Baltics and Balkans. We've done a lot of stuff there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're mostly pretty cool, to be honest with you. And Ukraine was a bit far, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Ukraine got Ukraine a bit, a bit we, we, we tend, because I, maybe it's the, the, the image we originally had with shirts off and all that sort of stuff. We don't tend to get much grief face to face no we have people um you know threats online and and stuff like that and a few people shouting occasionally from, you know, as they drive past in the car they'll shout you know Baldy, yeah. it, you know most but, but we it, knew that already <laughs> like, like we don't know like we don't know yeah, yeah. but, but we're, we're, we are very very fortunate i talk to other bands some bands do get quite a lot of stick we don't get we don't get that most nine you know 99 times out of 100 people are nice and friendly they want a selfie they want to chat uh particularly since the covid thing yeah um and um um, so yeah, overall we've been all right. We haven't really, haven't really had too much friction, have we? No, I mean, okay. <clears throat> but to come on to what we were just, what I mentioned a little bit earlier, the fact that yeah. we've gone this full cycle in a way that yeah. at first seen as being, you know, by musos and the music press as being a novelty act. Yes. And now today, you know, as I said, well, it started with Jay Z, I think, and then it was Taylor Swift, and now um, with Drake. Yes. Uh, the credibility is sort of seeping in yes how does yes. that make you feel after all these years of of creating music that suddenly um you know you're now being taken more seriously i know you say in the uk it isn't but it is being reported around the world it is yes yeah, it is yes yeah. I, I, I i think well we're both obviously pleased yes great you know um, yes, but, and i think the drake track particularly yeah is is excellent yeah. it's a really good track i think they've done a really really good yeah. job yeah um there's an awful it's, there's an awful lot of snobbery in uh, in, the, in the music business uh, and in the media with regards to the music business so you'll have some artists who are continually pilloried for reasons which i don't understand and other artists which are who are the flavor of the month year in year out Again, for reasons which I don't understand. So you just have to accept that. That's just the way it is. The press yeah. loves some people and hates other people. And, um, you know, we once if you get embroiled in that, it will give you a heart attack if you worry about it. The best thing you can do is to say, well, that's just that you hate me. That's fine. Just let it go. And there's nothing you can do about it. You know, you, the best thing you can do is just lead your life and, and say what you believe. That's... Uh, you know, there's an awful lot of co-opting going on in, in the business. Yeah, there a lot is, of yeah. artists who yeah, are yeah. You, who are completely co-opted by the management or by the label or the publisher or whoever. And um, we aren't. We That's why we mm. just pretty much say what we think. Yeah, and we, we, we never get invited, although we've got two Ivers and three BMIs. <laughs> we never get invited anywhere. They, we, they don't invite us anywhere. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. I, I, get, I, I get emails from Basker 
<clears throat> and they say, come and sit down with um, award-winning songwriters. And I just go back, I am an award-winning songwriter. <laughs> so why don't you fuck off? So why don't you <laughs> fuck off? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny. They have never approached us. We've never been approached by no. any of the schools like BIM or those people. No. Um, and uh, you have these sort of, um, what they call these writing camps, which I think are a bit of a con, personally, I don't really... It doesn't feel right, yeah. but that it's it's just interesting. We we are very much marginalised. You know, they'll um they'll, they'll want to talk, to talk to certain writers, but if you've written deeply, deeply, and I'm too sexy and other songs like that, then you clearly are not someone who should be allowed to breathe. You've been to breathe. exactly. How important has it been for your survival, and I mean as human beings, mental survival, not for your survival as musicians, but your survival yeah. having a brother so close and supportive uh, on this journey because it feels like you're you're you've you've become uh, such a close unit and I yeah. don't know if you always were but you know I presume you argued as kids but you've become such a close yeah. supportive unit that yeah. actually that is your reliance you know your parents aren't around and this is now the family yeah. unit is that true? Yeah. Yes, it's a, it it's, is. It, yeah, it, we, we, I mean, there's a, wasn't there a band called Corner Shop? I think we should be called Corner Shop. Maybe. Yes, yes, because that is run like a family corner shop. It that's is. How, yeah, that's yeah. how we do it. You know, I think also if you, you imagine being you know, a Vici and people like that who work on worked on their own, it could it can be a very lonely, lonely place if mm. you're on your own, uh, which is why a lot of our solo artists take their best friend with them. Uh, for some level of support. But if you're on your own, you know, you do the gig, everybody's mm. cheering, you go back to the hotel, you're on your own, you've got the minibar, and and it's just, it's it mm. must be a very, very lonely place if you have nobody to bounce off. You know? yeah, we, we, we tend to be on the same page with most stuff, like um, the way we feel about certain interviews or certain working in a certain way. We tend to have, we have without even mentioning it, we'll both come to the same opinion. Yeah. Uh, we differ with music, quite a lot because we have different tastes in, in music. So that sometimes I've got good taste. Yes, exactly. I've got no taste. Fred's got no taste at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and also, but we, we are quite family orientated. Mum and dad, it was a very, we were very close to mum and dad. Um, uh, and we had a good upbringing. My, my, my wife is African and she's incredibly is, um, in favor of the family unit. Um, and so we, 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 we tend to have that. We do circle the wagons and, and we do tend to look after each other as best we can. And it's, yeah. more, even, and it's even more important now. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's yeah, even yeah, more important. Yeah, I yeah. think a lot of people through in the last couple of years, particularly if they're alone or if they're in a relationship that's not a happy one for whatever reason, this has been an extremely trying time. Um, and, you know, mental, mental issues, homelessness and all that stuff, it all goes hand in hand. Um, so we're, you know, touch wood, we're very lucky. Yeah, we are. You know, yeah. can't be blessed. Okay, with, with that in mind, right, mm. and talking about afterwards, you're going to talk about this interview and you're going to rate me. <laughs> not, like, <laughs> not at all. No, but, no we <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> no, not at all. No, we've... No, we're going fine. Yeah, yeah. And also, we, 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 we used to... We used to rely on PR people and everyone else to do to make these decisions for us. Mm. We stopped that a while ago. Yeah. We decide who we speak to and don't speak to. Yeah. We, when we do our own research and and um, upsets people occasionally, but that's just it is what it is. And very often we're asked, you know, is there anything you won't talk about? And we, we say no. I mean, you can pretty much talk about anything. Yeah, we yeah, pretty much we do talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, I don't I don't really like the filtering thing. We've done loads of interviews in hotels where you're around other bands and they always have a filter, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I find that a bit 
tiresome and we just it's not it's just we're, we're, we're both a bit mouthy we both tend to say what we think um which is what why our our careers have gone up and down <laughs> a lot yeah and uh and, and that's just the way we are and I, I can't really be bothered anymore to try and um circumvent our particular uh, um the way, the way we say stuff and some of some of my tweets have been logged at, at certain mainstream media <laughs> outlets because I, occasionally I get a little bit mouthy and, you know, look, glass of wine, yeah, hey, a glass you know. of wine. But, but yeah, that's if it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I think we're, everybody's just a little bit too uptight about almost everything. Yeah, these days, absolutely. You know? yeah. We just yeah. need, everybody needs to chill out and, uh, you know, the perpetual offense taking in almost mm. everything is a waste of time. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if you don't like a TV program, turn it off. If you mm. don't like a comedian, don't go. I, I was watching a, um, uh, there's an uh, American comedian called Norm MacDonald who's recently died. I think he's very, very funny. And uh, and a guy, he was it was filmed at a gig, and somebody at a heckler at the back shouted out, um, um, "You're not funny! You're not being funny!" Ooh. And Norm MacDonald just handled it incredibly. And everybody said, "Throw him out! Throw him out!" And Norm MacDonald said, "No, no, no! Let's find out what he Ooh. let's fi- find out why he thinks I'm not funny and what you know." And it turns out the guy loves Norm MacDonald. He just wanted. <laughs> Absolutely loves him. Just wanted to be heard. That's all it was. Oh, okay. He just wanted to be heard. Right. And um, so it's it's uh, you know you, you you it's very important that you don't take yourself too seriously and you just yeah. uh, just be happy in your own skin and don't expect somebody else to make you happy. And what a perfect note to end on! Don't forget to rate the podcast and look out for the other interviews. I'll see you soon. This holiday season, the best deal in wireless can only be found at Mint Mobile. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy any three-month plan, you'll get another three months for free. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order and activate from home with eSIM. While saving tons on phone plans starting at just 15 bucks a month. For a limited time, buy any three-month Mint Mobile plan and get three more months free by going to mintmobile.com slash save. That's mintmobile.com slash save. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash save.